drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown to Cornelius, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Cornelius. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on, everybody? We are back. We are back in the house, and me and Grifka are back from heading down to Allen Park for Lions training camp. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, got a lot of other things on the docket, so this is a show you definitely want to tune into. And at the meet in the back end of the show, we are actually going to go through some fan season predictions. We put out our season predictions the people had a lot of reactions they started sending them in so we're gonna uh, read those through kind of see where you guys are at with the records me and Grifka actually had the same record which again frightens me at uh, 12 and 4 so um, lofty goals for our lines uh, this year Grifka what's going on buddy hey man I'm just excited that there's only one more day till the Lions first preseason game which I'll be excited to watch until I start to watch it and realize it's preseason football yeah, man, we are recording here on a Wednesday evening, so um, tomorrow I will be down at the game. Uh, again, not a fan of preseason, but we'll be there with a the buddy, just sort of enjoying. Hopefully we get some some good plays, either from the Lions starters or their backups, some takeaways that will be positive. And uh, me and Grifka are actually going to talk about that game. We'll always talk about things kind of the week after, because just the way we record and some other things, sometimes it doesn't give enough enough time to sort of uh, you know, work it through and get it out to everybody on the podcast. So uh, the following week, we'll talk about the Patriots game, and that'll kind of happen throughout the season as most weeks we'll be previewing games uh, on the week of and then reviewing them kind of that following week type of thing. So Grifka, are, are you ready to get into what we saw at Allen Park, man? You ready to do this? Oh, yes. That was so much fun. I'm ready to discuss it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so me, me and Grifka uh, – I enjoyed it. We'll we'll see what Griff's take was earlier, but I came down kind of that night before, uh, just uh, wanted to hang out at, at Casa de Grifka, and uh, we uh, we got a few surprises for the people. So I might as well tease this right off the top. So I, I come over to Griff's house. What's the first thing I do? I challenge him to a game of washers because he's talking a whole bunch of noise on previous shows about how he's going to whoop me and how good he was. Um, so we go out, he's got a real nice backyard. We put the washer set down, had a, had a best two out of three. Now I'm not going to say exactly what happened in that because what we're going to do is tomorrow, we're just going to throw out a little bonus show where it's going to uh, talk about what happened in that mono e mono washer match. And then me and Grifka both are terrible gamers. We do not play video games. Grifka probably hadn't booted one up in about a decade. I haven't played in probably at least four or five years. Me versus Grifka in Madden 20. It was quite the uh, experience. We basically just hit record on the headsets and played each other in Madden. Lions versus Lions. Me versus Grifka. You got some smack talk in there. You got some funny moments. And you got some dead air because we're trying to figure out what buttons to push. Grifka. I put out that bonus show. We hung out. We argued about some other stuff. We had some laughs. And then we headed at down at, a, what, 6 in the morning to head to Lions training camp. Uh, take it from there, buddy. Yeah, the drive down was you know uneventful. Unlike your last time, we didn't see any accidents. And uh, we just got stuck in a little construction traffic, you know, like everybody does in Michigan during the summertime. But then, lo and behold, we get to the place where we have to load up onto the bus. And who happens to be the guy that uh, is doing the uh, – Announcing on the bus, it's the exact same guy you had. Oh, my gosh. You know, I can't even do it justice. I know I was, like, sitting, you know, there at training camp trying to do the guy's voice talking like he did and talking about all of his rules. And But, gosh, man, I'm not kidding, man. Uh, when I was loading up, the, was getting on the bus, he said, good morning to us. And, honestly, I, I thought it was a woman. And so we sit down, and, and Derek's like, there he is. I'm like, where? He goes, 
right there. He said good morning to us. I go, that's him? I go, that was a woman. And like, we're like, uh-huh. oh my gosh. He's like, wait till he starts. And like, he, he's like trying to do his announcements. And it was like so bad. And Derek goes, oh, this is an A plus compared to what he did before. I'm like, oh gosh, this was terrible. But yeah, That's what I was about to say, Grifka. As, as funny as you're making this is like, he absolutely nailed the script in comparison. Like it was an A plus effort. Like it was still awful and it was still very odd and weird to say the least, but it was tenfold better than before, which is tells you how bad my first experience was on that bus. So um, you got to experience it. I'm sure that got you really excited to get over to the practice facility with that guy on the mic leading the charge there at the front of the bus. And he put the kids on blast again, shoved the mic in their face. Oh my goodness. He would be the worst person to lead a uh, a hype chant or anything like that. I right. Mean, yeah, it would. It's like if you let a hype chant, I th- I think I would be actually down farther than actually being lifted up after he finished it. I would have to start questioning if like, could we really win this if this guy's leading us? You know. So uh, Griff, he's that. Griff always makes. Griff always makes fun of the Lions fight song when they sing it. Just imagine that guy belting out the fight song. Oh my goodness, that'd be rough. <laughs> yeah, he was a. Uh, he was he was everything that you said he was, but I'm I'm glad we got the A effort on the script. You know, that's, that's the best part. Uh, like like Jim Rome says, an A or an F, and it was basically both. <laughs> but then, uh, I mean, training camp. I mean, there was uh, you said uh, there was more people at that training camp practice than there was the Thursday you went, which kind of surprised me because that Thursday you went was open to the public. So. Uh, I mean, that was, uh, that was, it was pretty amazing. I mean, it was warm that day and, you know, up there on the bleachers. I mean, uh, there was one guy, I, I don't know if you noticed the guy that was standing in front of us that had to go back and get a rocket mortgage t-shirt because he sweat through his blue one. It looked like he was actually out there on the practice field with the guys. And he had that much sweat on his t-shirt and then I saw him change into a uh, rocket mortgage t-shirt that they were giving out at the door. So, uh, hopefully that guy stay hydrated with all the free water they were handing out. Did I tell about the – I remember when I did my review, I didn't tell about all the randomness. I missed like two or three good things. Did I tell about the weirdo that was running around in the bleachers with the tank top and a football when I was there like trying to throw passes to people? No, you did not mention that. <laughs> there was this guy. I don't know what he was doing. He was like – he was all up in a lather sweating. I mean that day, like I told you, it was not anywhere close as hot. This guy is just lathered up and he was had a, like a cheap football I got from Kmart. And he was like going up and down the aisles, like, "Hey, you want to pass?" You know, and he would like, I mean, some people didn't want passes. He was about ready to chuck it right at their face. I guess he was just throwing passes. He was working like, you know, how big those bleachers are, all sides. I was looking for that guy again, but uh, did 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 not see the quarterback out there throwing passes to random people. Uh, so so that was an improvement, but uh, it was hot. Well, why don't you tell uh, everybody, Grifka, about you uh, whining, complaining about how hot it was? You didn't even stay up on the top step and watch. You're sitting there, sitting down with your hat off. You know, I mean, uh, it was kind of a lackluster, soft performance from you, Grifka. I thought you would be in uh, preseason shape. I thought training camp, you'd be ready to go. I mean, we got to put you through a conditioning test next time. Yeah, it, it was hot. I mean, it was hot. <laughs> I mean, this coming from the man, I'm just like, I, I'm like, I'm going to go get a bottle, another bottle of water. And then, you know, you, you tell me afterwards I get back with the bottle of water I grabbed for you that you were like praying that I would bring you back and bring you back a bottle of water. So, I mean... <laughs> Got him! Got him! Like they, those, those lines, those lines, people working there, they were going through so much water. I went to go, pick, I went to go grab the bottles of water out of, out of the cooler. They were empty. They were actually getting more to load them up, and like as they were dropping them in the water, people were just grabbing them right out. It's like they were like <laughs> lukewarm, and they still didn't care just because they wanted the water. That's how hot it was. I was surprised the old then- lady I was like sitting next to like didn't pass out from heat stroke. Because she had like sleeves on and pants, and I'm just like, wow. I mean, yeah, I'm just like, wow. You know, you know, she, you know, they left early. Her and her husband left earlier. You know, because they, I think they left like when the one security guard came, came told everybody to go stand next to the fence for the, uh, for the uh, autographs, and there was like another 45 minutes yet of practice. You know, they like they, they duped everybody into thinking that, but. Hey, Griffin, we actually we actually have wa- uh, audio of you trying to get waters from the people. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> that's, what <they're, laughs> that's what they were telling you. You were like, man, I want a couple more waters. Nope, nope, nope. 
<laughs> and then you I were like, I... you got you got real fired up, like you do sometimes on this show, and where you kind of raise your voice and start yelling at me for no reason. So they wouldn't give you waters, and you were just like, do it, just do it. <laughs> and they so then they gave you two waters finally. Well, how about you? You almost lost your lost your nerve on the guy that was at like the uh, at the souvenir stand, like trying on all the different jerseys. Well, <laughs> yeah. can I get like a double X in, in the tray flowers? He tries it on. Well, what about a single X on a Kenny Galladay? And he like tries that on. It's just like then hey, I was like, the name what on the, the back is different. Doesn't mean like the size the is going to change all of a sudden. I mean, <laughs> well, you got an extra small than a Sam Martin by chance. He is the punter, so he probably wears a smaller jersey. I mean, the dude's like taking like 45 minutes trying stuff on, you know, taking selfies of himself, sending them to his friends. Does this look good on me? Does this make me look fat? Like, no, dude, your head does. I mean, gosh. Oh, the 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 best part though is I'm getting I'm getting annoyed. I'm getting hot. I'm about to say something. Griff could just stand there patiently. I'm like, hey, cool, elbow over there, elbow. I'm just like, oh, I'll wait for this one. So I'm I'm like mad at the guy, and I'm starting to get mad at you. And then it reminds me of the the curb your enthusiasm, where Larry David standing the uh, the ice cream store line, and the lady in front of him trying every free sample that they have of every flavor. He finally tips her on the shoulder. He's like, you know, you get one free sample. Okay. You get one. You don't get to try every kind. That's what I wanted to say to the guy, but just like in normal society, we don't, we can't say what we really want to say most of the time. Well, speaking of free samples, how good was that bunt cake that the sample guy was handing out? He's just like, you want a free sample? Considering we didn't eat breakfast. We're like, Oh hell yeah. That was like the shout out. Shout out to Marvin Jones, Mrs. Marvin Jones, nothing but bunt cakes. They're not a sponsor of the show, but we would gladly take them on for, uh, you know, all that dinero that Marvin Jones has in the bank account. But uh, for this one, it's absolutely free because the nothing bunt cakes in Troy, holla at your boy, go there, get one of everything because it was absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah. And then, like, we saw the guy afterwards get on the bus with a bunt cake. I'm like... Dude, check it out. The guy's got a bun cake. He's got a bun cake. And we were eyeing that thing like we were just going to like, you know, you know, punch him in the face and take his candy. Like, yeah, it's our bun cake. So you, you, it's like, it can be like mine and your bun cake and it can just stay at your house. It was just, oh, God, that stuff was so good. Now, Griffith, don't think I can't. I'm not going to give you a bell for the punch you in your face to take their candy. That's pretty good. Okay. The, the other thing is uh, uh, before we get off the bun cakes, I, I might as well uh, do this. Oh, oh, baby. <laughs> it's worth an old baby. Those things are so good. Yeah. So uh, the, the last uh, funny thing I remember before we start talking about what we saw at practice was how about the guy who brought like the Lions Super Bowl? Like it was on a piece of poster board and it looked like a third grader did it for like some science fair. It was just like <laughs> a blue piece of poster board with like some glittery letters that said Lions Super Bowl. It's like, really, dude? That took you like all of five minutes to. And I mean, are you looking for people to sign that or something? Because, <laughs> you know, you're getting that done for your kid? Because if you took time to do that, that was just like, oh my gosh. I mean, he's like carrying around, like, you know, it's like one of those signs that you want people to clap and say, yeah, yeah. And like, nobody did that. Did you notice that? Everybody just kind of like looked at him as he walked through, going, last Super Bowl, last Super Bowl. But, well, we're like, oh, nice, nice sign there, buddy. Uh, that's, that's really nice. You know, I remember that. Rifka. I, I didn't even plan to do this, but I'm going to do it on the fly. So anybody, again, we play up some of the Jim Rome gimmicks, but one of the Jim Rome gimmicks by Jay Moore is the David Caruso, where he, do, he does David Caruso and then drops the music. So Griff, I'll try this one on the fly. Let's see if I hit it. Well, Griff, I guess you could say that anyone that said the guy's sign was good was lying. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that's off the cuff Grifka. We're, we're rolling now so uh yeah man yeah. the sign was terrible and before we do that i got one more idiot we got to talk about before we get the football packer guy standing oh. out in full gear shirt hat random all packer gear lanyard. at alliance practice for no lanyard that had his keys on it that he like you know, obviously his keys were the only thing in his pocket, so you could see the Packers lanyard. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, wh- what was he? What was he doing? It made no sense, and he was just walking around like he was with friends who all had Lions gear on. He wasn't talking to anyone. He's just like, uh, he's just out there, man. I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me, bro? Loser. 
loser, lose, loser. <laughs> this freaking guy, like we were just, we were, he walked close to us and we just were disgusted with him. Yeah, it's just like check out this guy. And we're like, well, you know, yeah, you guys are practicing in Green Bay, you know, against the Texans <laughs> this week. Yeah, I think you went to the wrong spot. Like I said, we saw people in Patriots garb because I understand that they're, you know, they're practicing against Patriots, but. This guy, like, in full, like, Packers garb. I mean, he had to be, like, this. Kid, he was, like, a kid. He was, like, 18 or 19 or something like that. So he must have thought he was, you know, you know, Mr. Barney Badass or something. Like, I'm a Packers fan. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, but you know, you're not wanted here. You know, get lost. Outside the fence line. Outside the fence line. <laughs> yeah, if you would have came a little bit closer. <laughs> that might have happened. Might, might have had to take his lanyard and put him put his shirt over his head. A little hockey fight. Yeah. So, oh, oh, excuse man. me, sir. Excuse me. <laughs> Incredible. Like, so, so those were our, like, funny moments. I mean, probably a bunch more we could name. But uh, like I said, we're out at practice. Now, Grifka, the people have been waiting on it. This is where you tell the people about every terrible thing you saw, about how the Lions couldn't compete with the Patriots. So-and-so was too slow. This guy's not playing well. All because, you know, you watch the practice. You know, you watch games. You sit on the Lazy Boy. Here you were at Allen Park. Bestow your knowledge on the people of all the negative you saw so then i can tell him about some good stuff that happened okay um first thing is um tom brady is all what people say is this guy oh gosh he was just carving up the lions i mean it's like oh gosh like and to realize i mean there was a few guys on the lines that weren't practicing i the snacks wasn't practicing you know mike daniels wasn't practicing jared davis wasn't practicing trey flowers wasn't practicing but (laughs) Oh gosh, man! I mean, still, it's 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 even in practice. You can't hit the quarterback, and you know there was like zero pass rush, and you know there was one time where the Lions actually did stop them. They were running like the two minute drill, and Brady marched him down to like the twelve yard line, and the the Lions defense stiffened, and they ended up having to settle for a field goal. But like most of the practice, Tom Brady thrown in the tight window. It's the only spot where like the court, the the, the wide receiver can catch. It's just like. Gosh, man, he's you know seeing him in person as opposed to like watching him on TV. Wow, that that just just really really impressed me right there. That is incredible. Exactly, very very much so. <laughs> uh, one of the things that impressed me as well was watching James White just blow Julian Tavai uh, out of the water like on every pass route. He did the same struggling. Route. He did he did the same route every time. He just came out of the backfield. He gave him a shoulder shimmy like he was gonna break right. <laughs> broke left and each time Tavai almost like hit the ground he was always like four steps behind him it's just like dude he runs the same freaking route he gives you a juke inside and you bite on it I mean oh gosh just like yeah okay he's a rookie and you know it was you know you know we knew he wasn't that great on coverage but even you have to admit he looked like he was running in mud where white was just like kind of like running around him like there was no problem Griff it was a little rough but um you, you're going to continue with a few more ne- more negative things, right? Yeah, if if you want me to. <laughs> okay, yeah, go ahead. But uh, since you're depressing the people, uh, I'll give you a little music bed. Uh, so continue. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow, this is this is something new. Um, <laughs> another thing that uh, wasn't uh, the greatest. I mean, we all know, like if Matt Stafford gets hurt. That this team's not going anywhere because the bat Lions backup quarterbacks look awful bad. I mean, and I mean awful bad. They ran the two-minute drill with the second team, and I think they gained maybe a total of five yards. I mean, there was like a holding penalty. There was an incomplete pass. There was a sack where um was it uh, Crosby was playing left tackle. He got bull rushed by the by um the Patriots second team right into the quarterback. I mean, it was like right off the line, and, was, and he was like he was on skates. I mean, it was a five-step drop, and just as soon as the quarterback finished his drop, um, as soon as Savage finished his drop, he was on his butt, not because he was getting hit. He was getting hit by the left tackle because he was on skates. So if, once again, I know we talked about Crosby, it's the second year, but I don't know. Gosh, man, he, he might be one that has to go inside, or he's got to improve because he got, he got ate up a few times. And there was one time where Jeff Backus, that happened to him too, he got beat like an Indian drum off one where Stafford didn't have a chance. It was like, oh, it, it was like, it was like snap. And, uh, you know, Bacchus like takes a step back and, you know, the guy's around him. And there's, there, there, there's Bacchus just flailing to the ground. You know, it's like, okay, we've seen that before a hundredth time. So, uh, 
once again, you know, Jeff Backus will be out there playing. He'll be starting because he won't hurt. He, he's not hurt. But, uh, you know, he's he's not he's not going to fool you for, like, Jackie Slater or Anthony Munoz or Orlando Pace, even Lomas Brown. So, uh, oh, that one just uh, – that wasn't pretty either. So, uh, Are so you done? Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Johnny Blue Skies. Now tell us everything that was great and wonderful with sunshines and unicorns about practice. Now that you have all both depressed, probably asleep, now you can wake back up because at practice, I mean, as Grifka said, they're playing the Patriots, right? So there's, what, 90 guys, 180, um, some guys out on the field between both teams. They're going on – there's four fields out of Allen Park. It's hard to see everything. But what I saw, man, was I saw some really good man-up competition between two teams out there. Like uh, when you go on the far field, I heard the Lions were just roasting and toasting uh, the Patriots' D, which we couldn't see. And uh, when they got in those two-minute drills and whatnot, I, I thought we we moved the football decent. I mean, I, I saw uh, some of our receivers between Kenny, Danny Amendola make some plays. Um, on defense, you know, I remember Tracy Walker getting manned up against somebody, making a few uh, good plays. Uh, his his arm length and just stature is incredible. I'm really excited to see him against the, you know, the running backs, tight ends, um, that type of matchup. I think they would go to more of a Tracy, maybe even a Diggs instead of, you know, some of the bigger linebackers. Uh, you know, again, they were they're running short with people, no doubt about it. So, again, not too much you could see, but Tom Brady was incredible. Uh, I thought our offense uh, kind of held their own when they were out there. And uh, the one thing that I, I would nitpick is like the last couple times we were down to practice, I don't remember m- them really stretching the football. I always feel like it's, it's those little short, safe passes. And then makes me wonder that when Stafford gets loose in a real game, why he overshoots it sometimes. Cause I just don't feel like they, they whip it down the field as much as they should. And you know, they're again. Let's let's go to this gimmick, Grifka. They're showing Brown's practice, and they're showing Baker to Odell, and every every third pass is forty yards down the football field. He's throwing it all over the yard. I mean, the, those aren't just the three four times. I guarantee you, that when they're doing those live look ins, it's just random. But every time, it's a deep ball down the sideline, into the end zone, whatever it may be. So I, I'm always disconcerted not to see those big throws, big touchdowns. We had one pass, which. Uh, again, you didn't mention, even though this is your boy, a nice little uh, up over the top um, to uh, to Ty Johnson, where he just perfect ball. He just kind of ran under it, got behind a guy and and would have got to the house. So, I mean, that was the only like extended play I remember. But uh, like you say, I thought a lot of people were working hard out there. I thought, you know, with the amount of injuries we have, here's the thing, Griffka, and this isn't having anything to do with us being down at camp. But I saw a pitcher today. It had Mike Daniels. A. Sean, say it with respect, Snacks, and uh, and Trey Flowers in the same picture. I mean, have you wrapped your head around that, Grifka, with all your negativity and all your – the sky is falling? Like, just just think about those four men, those four monsters in the, uh, on our defensive line wreaking havoc. I mean, have you processed that yet, or are you still working on that? Um, no, I wrapped my head around it, but like I said, I mean, it's – those guys weren't out there, obviously, when Brady was carving up the team. And, I mean, even you mentioned, too, as we're standing talking, there wasn't much of a pass rush, and they didn't have those guys out there. And there were a few times where the lines were able, like, you know, um, it wasn't, you know, they weren't they weren't full pads. You know, um, there wasn't a whole, and still, there's not a whole lot of tackling in, um, in, in the practice. And there was times where there were some gaping holes through the run defense, but there were also a few times where the defensive line did come up and you were, were able to stuff the Patriots on a few run plays here and there. But yeah, the way you just mentioned those guys, none of those guys were at practice when we were there. So you're right. If we can only imagine what that's going to look like, you know, in a regular game with those guys out there rotating in on the field, I mean, that's going to be one tough defense to run against. Yeah. I'm, you know, again, it was a, it was a practice. It was a joint practice. Uh, I'm more excited about what we'll see come September. But uh, Grifka, before we move on, I got I got a rant stored up in me that's about to we're about to have to let loose here. But uh, before I do that, do you want to um, complain a little bit to the people about how uh, not one lion basically came over for autographs? Not that we're big autograph people, but uh, tell the people about how just nothing happened after the practice. Pretty uh, even your boy Slay didn't have time for you this this year. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed in that. I mean, usually it comes over, and I understand the joint practice. It looked like what happened was 
you know, the, the Patriots over running that hill and the Lions were over on the field closest to us, you know, running their running like you want to say sprints. But, um, you know, afterwards, when practice was called, both teams huddled up and it looked like all the lines went over just to, you know, you know, talk to the Patriots. I mean, I understand you know, go over and, you know, they probably know each other, a lot of the guys. So they were over there shaking hands, you know, talking. The families are all brought out. And who, I mean, I think what Frank Ragnow came over, what uh, Fails came over, and, you know, what Logan <laughs> Thomas came over. And then I was at, um, what, we bumped into a lady who said, what, Quandra Diggs came over, and we, we didn't see him. So he must have snuck over really quick and left. And, uh, yeah, so uh, nobody really helmet worthy and or ball worthy <laughs> for signatures came over. I mean, there was a point where I was kind of debating Frank Ragnow in my own head. I'm like, do I? Do I? I'm like, uh, uh, there was there was a point I'm just like I really did I really thought about it I'm like what if he does turn into something you know but then I'm like uh, and, then, and then at that point the horn blew and he Hold took on. off and Logan Thomas like finished up which was you know you know props to Logan Thomas for finishing out the line oh, I mean he, he went all the way down there but you know David <laughs> fails you thought you thought it was Stafford at first like Is Stafford making his way over and the guy's like remember that kid that was next to us does he have the arm tattoo yep well that's not him. <laughs> So yeah, I couldn't see the, I couldn't see that far, but Grifka, I have to stop you because I, I hate it when you, when you lie to the people. I mean, you got the following, you've got the, the team Grifka hashtag Grifka for life uh, team. And then you lie to them blatantly on the show because we're standing there. And when, when I noticed Frank on the far corner, which we were just sort of standing there going like, are we ready to go? And Frank is over there. I'm like, Oh man, Frank rag. Now I blatantly said to you, uh, Go get, go get Frank Ragnow's autograph. You looked at me and said, Frank Ragnow is not helmet worthy. Did you or did you not say that? Uh, I did say time, that. Sir? I did say that. I will. You, you, I mean, and, you can't. And now you're going to come on the podcast and act like it was some big decision for, 15, for you? 20 minutes with the Sahara heat beating down on us. It must have been the sunstroke. Hold on. And I was starting to think that Frank Ragnow all of a sudden turned into like, you know, uh, <laughs> turned into like Nick Mangold or like Marquise Pouncey or you know Mike Webster like one of the all-time great centers because I was like gosh maybe I will go get a song just to go move because that like I said that stuff was just, that sun was just beating down on us man I thought it must have been a mirage or something I thought it was actually a helmet worthy football player and it wasn't <laughs> oh my gosh people he spins it so bad because when we were there he showed frank ragnow no respect frank if you see grifka next time choke slam and then let decker give him a tombstone and and, and cover him please yeah but i did see a picture i did see a picture afterwards tom brady was was tom brady was signing autographs somewhere yeah i don't know if you saw that picture he was next to a fence line he was signing autographs and i'm just like when was this I mean, yeah. when was this? So. Yeah, we it was it's such a big area. There's no real good way. I, I think our mistake, too, is we basically just go up on the top row and stand there to watch practice. And then if nothing happens in our area, we don't get, we can't see anything else. We can't like it's not like you can run to one side or the other. If you want to see something, it's basically like 10 minute walk. If you want to go to the other fields to see what the Patriots are doing. So we didn't do that despite your complaining about the sun. So like you say, it was a, I enjoyed it. I mean, you were a bit of a bum, but what can I say? Yeah. Um, but I forgot about this. Remember we were standing out in line waiting to get in and some dude was wearing a 55 white Jersey. I'm like, who is that guy? Who's 55 white? And you're like, it's probably his name. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> right. that guy that we signed off Tampa Bay with, 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 with remember? And you're like, Oh, Dwayne white. He's like, you're like, no, he was like, what, what number was he? What, 91 or 94 or something like that? Or like, 99. Yeah, 99. So we go in, we, we finally get in, and right there by the entrance, they have like, was it the Lions Legends or whatever, and, you know, signing, and you look over, it's actually Dwayne White. He was, <laughs> he was he was like, you go get his autograph. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was quite the quinky dink, but uh, l- let me just say Dwayne White has been uh... – has been uh, mowing down a few. Uh... You've been eating that <laughs> oh, white castle. <laughs> I was gonna say I was trying to almost think of another Caruso, but I can't. <laughs> I can't get away with two on the first show. I'll do some other ones on other shows, yeah. but uh, that would be another good one. But uh, yeah, but, Dwayne but, White was a little bit hefty, no doubt. Yeah, but besides Dwayne White, they said William White was signing. So for any Lions fan that remember, William White was the uh, he was the free safety on the defensive backfield with Benny Blades and Ray Crockett. 
he was on that team that went to um it was the NFC Championship game and they ultimately lost to the Redskins. So um William White was signing as well. So the two signers' last name was White and White. So I was wondering if Mr. Fifty Five went over and got his jersey signed by both white guys. So uh, that would have been kind of cool. This name said White, and each one could have signed a five. That would have been sweet. Oh man, that would have been awesome. Unlike you, who when I said, "Hey, go get Dwayne White's autograph," you just looked at me and go. <laughs> <laughs> followed up yeah, by yeah but then we ran to the bunt cake <laughs> oh man what what would you rather have griffith Dwayne white's autograph or bunt cake i would have stood there all day and ate those free samples of bunt cake remember we were joking we're like why don't we switch t-shirts why don't we switch hats you know we see how many times we go by and the guy gives us free samples before he realizes it's us <laughs> Oh, man, no doubt about it. So interesting day, man. We talked all about our, our happenings. We gave you a little bit of football. But again, anybody that's been down there kind of knows it's, it's really hard to pick up on stuff unless you're up in the uh, good old media tower. Did get to see Eric Schlitt down there, too. He swung by, which was cool. Good to meet him while we were down at practice. What a great guy. Um, he's a, he's up there. Got a good vantage point doing uh, doing some great work for uh, Lions Wire there. So uh, it was fun to uh see him at practice like you said we enjoyed it just uh it's a long drive two two and a half hours there and back it was probably 95 degrees and uh to not have much fun interactions with players like when i went down getting to talk to matt pat and big trey boy uh trey flowers and everything that was a little bit different but uh like you say i'm i'm kind of looking forward to the game and at least we'll have football from here on out every week so that'll be good griffco we got so much more to talk about man Hold on, one more thing I forgot. The biggest clap from practice actually happened. It wasn't like from a great catch or a great run or a great defensive stop. It was when Matt Pat came down on his four-wheeler and just, you know, chewed out Mother Goose in the defense. You know, remember that? And, like, everybody was, like, hooting and hollering after that. He was just like, I mean, he was dropped. There should have been a sensor there, you know, with a seven-second time delay because, oh, my gosh, he was dropping F-bombs like they were going out of style, man. These things, are you dropping them like anvils. It's like, And it was like, ooh, yeah, and it was, like, cheering afterwards. And then he just turned around and, you know, left on his four-wheeler. It's like, see you, coach. You know, so, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I, yeah, it was, he just went down there and just chewed out Mother Goose, you know, so uh, – that was kind of cool to see as well. That's tremendous. <laughs> He's just, like you said, just ripping into him. And I just look at you and I go, Grifka, this ain't the Caldwell Country Club anymore, baby. I love it. So um, between that and the running of, at the end of practice, all the stuff we saw, it, it lives up, man. Matt Pat's doing some great things and uh, it's going to be good. So Grifka, can I move on to our next topic? Because it, it involves Matt Pat and it involves me giving a rant. Sure. Sorry to, sorry to steal your thunder. No, absolutely. People wanted to hear about our experience, so that, that was good. Some funny moments and some football. But but Grifka, again, we're going to put out the the Madden and the uh, who dominated the washers tomorrow, so check that out. But I got a rant right now on this podcast that I heard today. Matt Patricia on a podcast with the people from Barstool. It's a uh, – what's it called? Like Pardon My Take or something like that. You can pull it up on your podcast platform. Grifka, this was the most awkward, the most ridiculous podcast I've ever heard. Like, I remember I was giving you that. I was telling you of the thing, how they have this new cool PR guy that kind of takes care of the coach and whatnot. Man, I sure hope he did not set this up because these two idiots somehow snuck into Allen Park, got got an interview with Matt Patricia, and then it was just a clown show for like 30 minutes. These guys were just asking the dumbest questions. They, they literally start out the podcast like 10 minutes or five minutes into the show going, hey, coach, we've said some bad things about you, but we want to tell you to your face so that you don't think that we uh, we we were trying to befriend you. So for like – like four, like three, four minutes. They're just like ragging on the guy. They're like, "Oh, remember that? Remember that uh, that black button-down shirt you wore? Yeah, you look like the guy at Hot Topic going to a funeral." And Matt Pat's just like sitting there, probably ready to slug him. But after every one of their what they thought were funny punchlines, all you heard was this. <laughs> Just like the most awkward crickets, dead silence where Patricia's like, are these guys for real right now? Like they're trying to be funny. They're trying to like, I don't know what it was. Like anybody that wants to hear a very awkward, very ridiculous thing, go listen to these freaking two numbskulls try to interview an NFL head coach that, I don't know, they thought they were funny. Like they maybe had two to three football questions and all the rest was like, what pencil do you use? Do you, is the, do you like the, uh, 
Do you write the lead in the pencil? Like, uh, how do you use it on a laminated sheet? Like all the same dumb gimmicks that all of his like haters say. I'm sitting there. So finally, at the end, Matt Patricia is like so annoyed. He's just like, why am I here right now? This is waste of my time. So he's like being funny and being somewhat cordial. And by the end, they they start going, uh, you know, hey, we'll uh, we'll come back sometime when you guys are in the Super Bowl. And then these guys are like. Oh yeah, Lions in the Super Bowl? I don't think so. And that's just like, all right, it's time to go. We're we're done here. <laughs> like he, he was just like, you could tell about ready to slug these guys in the face. So like, I mean, Grifka, you gotta give this a listen. I couldn't even stomach it really. Like I was trying to listen and then I'm like getting getting like mad literally at this because it was such a joke of a thing. Like I mean, I don't know if Patricia like has done these before and they're more fun and enlightening, but I think, I mean, he's in the middle of camp. The Patriots are kind of there and he's dealing with these two jabrones. I mean, it was, it was crazy. So there's my rant on that pod. So I, I encourage people to go listen to it just so you can see how ridiculous it was. Yeah. It makes me wonder if they told him it would kind of be, I guess, offbeat or try to be that way as opposed to a serious interview. But uh, Matt Pat seems like one of those guys, like, he'll he'll play with it for a little bit, you know. But like you said, right. near the end, it just kind of gets old. Like, oh, yeah, Lions the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, I guess if I was the coach trying to turn the team around, working hard at it, and you were to make that snide m- remark, I'm surprised. I-, I would do the same thing. So, uh, you know. Well, the I, people there's, there's... people know you. They've, they've heard it on the show before. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you know, there's a point, you know, like, yeah, you're pushing the envelope. Then there's a point just like, okay, you know, that's just, I mean, it's just kind of blatantly disrespectful. So what? So lines go to the Super Bowl. What, you actually going to call back? Hey, you want to come back on the show? It's like, yeah, go get bent, dude. I mean, right. And it, and that's what it was, I think. I think they set it up like, hey, this will be kind of a – because Matt Pat's smart enough, too. Like, you can't just do all, like, serious – football only interviews like you got to get a few things in there that show people like the other side of you or that like you said he's not one that can't joke around or can't be personable but I think this thing just went off the rails and like he was stuck there it it felt like there was nobody you know how usually uh, your boy Keenus is right there in the background where he can go all right a couple more for coach (laughs) there was I felt like there was nobody there and he was just stuck with these two guys in a room and he was just like, I, I don't know how to get out. I don't know how to hit eject on this thing. It's just terrible. Like I'm telling you, like, just go listen. So you can like, even if you tell me off the show, I want to get your take on it because about, about 10 to tw- 10 minutes in, you're like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is just so odd to me that, that, you know, even though Patricia's a good guy, you would not do this with any other professional coach anywhere, you know, uh, especially at this time of year. Maybe maybe catch him in like uh, March and this might have flew, but not now. So anyway, uh, like I say, uh, I, I I gave it a try and actually made my way through it. But I literally was like getting really frustrated at just the whole whole thing that our coach is sitting there wasting his time doing that. So anyway, uh, Grifka, let's, let's keep this thing moving. Um, we're going to take our break, get all three of our sponsors. We just love having uh, reality sports online, Spotify and anchor podcasts on as a sponsor. We couldn't do the show without them. So let's go ahead and get our sponsors in here. And then we're going to come back and we're going to read um, Twitter fan season predictions we're gonna get try to give their handle what they said the record was and then me and Grifka's take on those records should be interesting so Grifka I'll catch you on the other side bro when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply What's going on, Detroit Kool-Aid listeners? By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team, just like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is all about. I'm talking... Free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. 
Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use promo code KOOLAID, one word lowercase, promo code KOOLAID, to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Everybody, we are back. And man, we had uh, our shows where me and Grifka broke down the schedule. Um, Two different shows we did on the schedule. We gave you scores. We gave you predictions. We gave you all types of things. The fans, you guys really seemed to enjoy that. But what did you do? You came back with your predictions. You gave us what you think will happen, which we love. So we're going to go ahead and read those, give our short takes, and uh, you know maybe have to get get a few sound drops or a few things going, depending on what your predictions are. So, Grifka, are you ready for this? Yeah, let's knock these out. The first fan prediction, at Sherman Craig. Uh, he puts 11 and 5. Next one, at RM. Cameron, 89, he puts seven and nine. And then hold on, I, he, put some, he put some effort into this. So let me read his other take. Tough division, and they just aren't that good. He's got Arizona W, LA loss, Philly loss, Kansas City loss, Green Bay loss, Minnesota win, New York win, Oakland win. See, Grifka, we're not going to lose to freaking Oakland. Are you kidding me? Chicago loss, Dallas loss, Washington win, Chicago loss, Minnesota loss, Tampa Bay win, Denver win, Green Bay. Are you freaking kidding me? In our house to end the year, no freaking way loss. Uh so, he just has to, add, I, I, just has to add, add a little more sugar to the Kool-Aid, and we'll be okay. Absolutely, man. That I I, gave, I read them because he wrote them down, but it kind of got me, kind of got me uh, hot and bothered there, man, with that. So, so let me let me pick us back up, Griff. At Ball Day and Night, that's a good Twitter handle. At Ball Day and Night, um, Matthew writes fourteen and two, Griffka. He upped a, us by that is, two. That oh, is a baby. Move. That is a DOS boot size thing of Kool-Aid right there. <laughs> that that is real good, real good. <laughs> Woo! Uh, gotta love that, man. Like you said, Griffith, this guy has definitely been drinking in, uh... and he's been eating a lot of this cornbread. <laughs> so we love that. Um, let's see, next one up. Nate Dog, oh man, Nate Dog, man, he's got some great records out there, some old school funk. Eight and Eight Dog, forty nine ninety, writes. Uh, he's got eight and eight. Grifka, the old default. He puts a ball possession type team that doesn't have good enough offensive line to impose their will. Defense will keep games low scoring, but it won't be enough to get him in the playoffs. Hold on, I think I got a sound for that. Let me let me read that end part again. Uh, Give give your take on that, Griffco, where I find this sound for this guy. Ain't Nate. Um, I mean, I could see it, but once again, I've I've been you know on a sugar rush with the Kool Aid I've been drinking. So uh, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, uh, I like how he says that defense, you know, keep it low scoring. But uh, I, you know, the offensive line, you know, once again, I don't know if they're imposing their will against some of the defensive lines that are in this division. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I can't find the sound, so uh, we'll, uh, let's go ahead and do. Um, we got Ario Tom F sixteen I. Man, some of these names are worse than Chuck's. Man, uh, hit him up, Chuck 
underscore C Reeves 33. Um, Ariel Tom, uh, I can't imagine Ariel Tom was taken, but I guess so. Um, F16I, so he writes, uh, I thought seven and nine, which will be an improvement since games two through six are tough for the same reason that you state. They should have done less at tight end and more O-line. Stafford has averaged 45 sacks a year the past five years. Is that real? Man, I, you might need to fact check that, Grifka. 45 sacks a year on average? It's a lot. Um, I checked Snopes. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> he's coming off a broken back, uh, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, which he said is a tenuous situation. So seven and nine for Ariel Tom. Uh, let me throw a few more of these at you, Grifka. At CB Ja Mooney, he writes uh, 11 and five. Write it down. Feels confident about that. Cool. He wrote Next, it down. I, I got it like that. <laughs> mark it down. Mark it in, the, mark it in pen, baby. Um, at Hyperbolic Logic. Now that's a good handle. At Hyperbolic Logic. Um, Jeremy puts 11 and five. Gotta love it. We've got, uh, we've got Dennis here at six and 10. We've got Craig at 11 and five. We've got, uh, MC Breeze, 11, 10 and six. We've got the Twin Cities, Chris, uh, Christopher coming in at 10 and six. Me and Grifka have seen this guy on uh, Twitter at Lane Knight, Night Train Lane U. Uh, he's got us at 11 and 5 and says Stafford highest rating ever since. Uh, <clears throat> highest rating ever, I guess. I don't know what the end says, but uh, I agree. That would be awesome. Let's, uh, let's give you two more and then you can react to some of these, Grifka. We've got Jack Hillis 22. Jack Hillis. I'm trying to Jack look. He's Hillis. got a lot of. He's got him at 16 and 0. Wow, dude. Got like Does that. he? Okay. Oh, I have the yeah. lines. That... Okay, got a 13 in here, but that's that's something else. So okay, 16 and 0. Jack. Jack. It could be Jack I Hill is 22. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever Jack, it is, he's he's got some he's got some cojones. That is that is a beer barrel full of Kool Aid right there, like your style. <laughs> he's got he's got some uh, grapefruits, no doubt, and like you said, a big thing of Kool Aid. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. <laughs> Grifka, Jerome Giles. He's got us at six and ten, but he says a free agent and other signings have me pushing to seven and nine with an extra win that I thought was a toss-up. Still wanting and hoping for better. So he bumped his own record up in the middle of giving us his record by one. Cool. Still has us not getting in. Uh, a couple more here. JW Detroit. Um, he has us at ten and six, and you can reach him at Gov twenty-one zero zero. We've got William underscore Trace. Uh, William says 10 and 6, and it probably won't be good enough to make the playoffs in a loaded NFC. Wow. That's a good take. I mean, 10. if you get 10, you don't get in, man. The, the NFC tough. is just doing some things. Yeah, that's tough. That would be a, that would be so lines though it really would. Uh, don't why you got to go there, Grifka, with that. You, you're old. Because oh, your that'd be, that'd be lines. Same perfect. old lines. Your reaction's perfect. Because uh, that was <laughs> that was just a push the button that you got right there. Uh, last one we have here is uh, good old Bushwood underscore C. Um, eighteen and I never slice. Uh, what what a, what a name and a handle, but he puts a winning record nine and seven or ten and six, which is kind of where everybody usually starts with our good old Lions when they're drinking that uh, drinking that Kool Aid, Grifka. You know how we do. Yeah, I love when people send in their uh, thoughts with a uh, you know with a little bit of explanation why. So appreciate everybody sending that in. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am sorry if I butchered your handle or your real name. I probably did, but uh, we want to send a quick shout out. Thank you to Frank Ribble. He again uh, really helps us kind of on the backside. He's uh, he's always on Twitter 24-7, so he helped us grab some of those predictions from you guys and put them together. And uh, we always love reading your stuff. I mean, if you guys got takes, if you got predictions, if you got feedback for us, uh, we absolutely love to get that on the show. And please don't forget to uh, hit up that DKC list line you can call it at uh 989-272 kevin smith herman moore so that's 989-272-3484 um give us your takes all that type of stuff and uh grifka speaking of that on the next show i'm gonna hit you up with a listener question we actually played it on the uh on the fantasy football show, I mean, Chuck had a bunch of fun, but uh, I'm sure you didn't listen to that show because you're lazy and you don't put much uh, work in other than when you're on the mic here. So I'm going to hit you up with that and get your take on, uh, on a pretty good question from one of our listeners out there. It's pretty entertaining. Okay. So I don't listen to your fantasy football show because it's turned into the Cleveland Browns. I love the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield. Odell Beckham. <laughs> half hour. So I, I don't need – if I want to do that, I'll – I'll go listen to, you know, I'll go, I'll go to the Cleveland Plain Dealer and, like, you know, listen to their stuff, you know, because I don't need to hear more about Baker Mayfield. You know, so I, I want to say the story real quick about Baker Mayfield, how you ripped on me for showing you an incomplete pass. I was at home for lunch yesterday, and I was watching, you know, they were at the oh, Cleveland Browns camp, and they were showing Baker Mayfield under center, and you're like, and we were talking about this, he throws a lot of deep balls and stuff like that, but, yeah, this guy can't hit a route that's, you know, 15 yards and in, because they showed three passes in a row that were so bad. I'm like, that's Baker Mayfield right there, Baker. Yeah, yeah, I just want to let you know, he sucks, okay? Yeah, there you go. Mark it down. Tell your grandma he sucks. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so glad it's on the podcast when he's like Brett Favre Jr. and you're like just loving on him He'll like you did number Brett four Favre back Jr. in Green Bay. He'll never be Brett Favre Jr. Uh, yeah, just yeah, Baker Mayfield, Baker, oh Baker. Yeah, whatever. Oh my gosh, you're so lucky that we're like low on time, or else I'd rip you for about another thirty really? minutes. We, really? we, we, Odell will have his one here. catch, then be hurt in week two, and he'll be out until week eleven, and then he'll come back and he'll like give you another sound bite. So, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, Grifka. It's time to go. You got anything else for the people that's actually worth a damn? Uh, nope. <laughs> I didn't think so. Everybody, thank you so much. Uh, we love the support you've been giving the show. We had fun with this one. We talked about all types of stuff, gave you our crazy takes at camp, um, read your questions, talked about these bum skis that uh, got, somehow got time with Matt Pat. We'll get you back here Friday. We'll be talking all things Lions. And I got a feeling that's going to be a little bit of a heated, fun show because um, I got bones to pick with Grifka. So check us back then right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.